0: welcome to episode number 162 of the Make It British podcast. The topic I'm going to cover this week is a range plan. Now if you're sitting there thinking, what's a range plan? Kate, what are you on about? You're not the only person. Because when I ask brands that want to make in the UK, want me to help them to find UK manufacturers, one of the questions I ask them is, do you have a range plan? And I'm always really surprised that Only a third of the people that I ask that ever have a range plan. And one in four of them will end up saying to me, what is a range plan? So today I thought I would cover exactly what I mean by a range plan, which is a term that we used to use all the time when I worked in buying, and why it's important to have a plan, what you should include in it, and some of the ways that you can use it to make sure you've got the best possible plan in place because as they say fail to plan plan to fail so what is a range plan first of all for those that don't know it's a term that is used a lot in retail to refer to all of the products that you have in your range or your collection so it not only includes every individual style that you might have but all the colors as well You would also have on there the quantity that you're planning to buy of each color of each product and as well the cost price of each product and your planned retail price. It's basically a view across your entire business. It really is a plan of all the products that you plan to manufacture and then sell to your customers. And it's really handy to have it right from the start before you start to reach out to a manufacturer. And I'm gonna explain the reason that that is the case in a minute. It's also a great eye opener on how much stock you're actually gonna need to buy, especially when you put all your prices into it. And I recommend even if you're a new business or a business that's just starting out, someone that doesn't have a huge product range, to get into the habit of creating a range plan right from the very start because it's a good habit to get into and it's a great view of your entire business and most importantly how much money you're going to actually need to spend on stock so when people reach out to me and say how much is it going to cost me to launch a brand well let me see your range plan how many items you've got in it how many products do you plan to make Let's calculate all that out and it will work out exactly how much you're going to need to invest just in the stock, not to mention everything else. So a range plan you would normally create at the beginning of a selling season or the beginning of a launch. So you knew exactly what the products were that you were going to be developing or those that you were going to be buying in. If you're buying products from a wholesaler and then selling them on, you would still put them on your range plan. So one of the best things about a range plan is that it will reveal very quickly whether you have got far too many designs or, or styles or options or, or whatever you care to call them if you've got too many in your range. And it's something I see all the time. Designers get really carried away in designing products and even developing products and making samples with manufacturers. And they've got so many different styles, so many different products And the reason they haven't realised quite how carried away they've got with all these designs is they haven't actually put them on a document and looked at everything together to see the reality of how many different options they're giving their customer to buy from them. Now, one of the problems with giving your customers too many options is actually what will happen is the options start competing with each other, different styles. So if you give them too much choice and too many colours, Chances are they won't buy all of them, they'll just buy one. And there's actually been a study done, and I love to refer to this study. It's one of my favourites. It was done by a couple of psychologist geeks, I think they were, in America, at a university in America. And I'll put the link to it, if I can find it, in the show notes. But they did this study in a shop with jams. You know when you go into those shops and you have little tasters that you can try, and one day they put out... 24 different flavored jams for people to taste all these different jams and you know people were dipping in and trying all the different flavors and then the next day in the exactly the same place they only offered six different types of jams for people to taste and the store actually sold more jam when they only offered six flavors than when they offered 24 flavors and i think that is just such a great example about how if you give people too much choice then they'll end up buying nothing or they'll end up buying less so you should always think about that when you're planning your range do you need that many colors do you need that many different styles are they all competing with each other and when you've got a range plan you'll be able to see it so you'll be able to see if you've got too much also, I'd recommend with your range plan is to not only put all the details down, like the colour and what style it is and what the cost price is and the selling price. But also what I'd recommend is putting the manufacturer name against each of those different products, because if you're making in the UK and I've said this before in the podcast, but it's definitely worth repeating. It's quite likely if you've got lots of different product types that you'll need a different specialist manufacturer for each one. You're unlikely to find a manufacturer that can make everything. So if you've got accessories and clothing and sweatshirts and knitwear, you may have a different manufacturer for each one. So create a column on that spreadsheet on your range plan and put in the manufacturer's name. And you'll soon see very quickly if you've got too many different manufacturers just within one range. How are you gonna manage that many manufacturers, especially if you are a small business? How are you gonna juggle it? It's gonna be quite tricky the more manufacturers you've got. So having that range plan is a really great way of working out visually, just looking at it across your business and seeing if you're giving yourself too much complexity. Keep it simple, especially if you are a small business. Write it all down, use it to dump everything on your range plan and then start stripping things away. And then the other reason that a range plan is really useful is that you can see by putting your cost prices on and your selling prices, but particularly your cost prices, you can see how much you're going to have to invest in stock. Because if you've got all of your options laid out and the amount that you plan to buy of each one, and the cost price of each one so it's simple math it's a simple formula of your cost price times the number of items of each style work out what that is do that for each style and then add up all of those figures what is that number at the bottom because If it's got several noughts at the end and that's not how much you've got to invest in stock, start stripping things away. And if you don't have all your cost prices right from the start, that's not a problem. As soon as you've got those designs, put it on your range plan. The other great thing about putting the cost prices on your range plan is you won't make a great margin on everything. Some things you'll make a much better margin, some things you'll make less of a margin. What you wanna get to at the end is a good average margin across everything. There's probably some things that you're only buying a few of that you can do a lower margin on, and others that your core items that you probably want to get a better margin on. Amend it as you get the cost from the manufacturers. Maybe then play around with the quantities of, what if I bought 50 of these rather than 100, rather than 200? What if I only bought 10? Play around with the figures and see where it lands at the bottom in terms of the total amount of money you're going to have to spend. Honestly, you will thank me. Because otherwise, if you start doing all these designs, speaking to manufacturers, placing orders for all these designs, and then you'll realise you've spent more money than you can really spend on stock. You've got nothing left for marketing you've got far too much choice for your customer so remember the jam you don't need 24 different choices for your customer you probably only need half a dozen which ones are going to be the best now depending on how many options you've got in your range plan or your collection you might also want to have categories for each one now how you decide to categorize it on your range plan is completely up to you it was always a bit of a juggle. When I was at MS, sometimes we would categorise things by product type. So all of the knitwear, all of the trousers. Other times we would categorise it by a certain theme. So we would have drops of different collections on different themes and we put everything together in that theme. I would say the best way for you to do it is however you plan to sell it. So if you're only selling online and you're selling by category, then on your range plan, also put it by category. And then you can see if you've got far less in one category than you have another, and actually you can see where the gaps are. Because as well as seeing whether you've got too much stock, you can also see where you haven't got enough. So what is the best way of putting it all together? Well, I mentioned a spreadsheet there. Spreadsheets are good. I recommend a Google Doc. It's great if you can put the formulas in and get the price along the bottom. Whichever way you decide to create your range plan, just make sure you keep it updated please just make sure you have one unless you've only got two or three pieces in your range you really do need to have one so now you've listened to this podcast and if you haven't got a range plan you've got no excuse go away and create one i want to hear how you get on so do drop me a message to kate at make and i hope you found this little tip useful As always, if you did find it helpful, I would love it if you leave me a review in iTunes. I know you listen to podcasts all the time and the people that host the podcast always say, please, can you leave us a review in iTunes? But it really does make a difference. And thank you. If you are one of the lovely people who's left me a review in iTunes, I don't always know who it is because people don't always put their name. So thank you for reviewing this podcast, if you find it helpful. And thank you for listening. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Make It British podcast. I make an episode every Tuesday and Friday, plus there are bonus episodes occasionally. So make sure you subscribe in your favourite podcast app. And if you're looking to find British-made brands or UK manufacturers, check out the directory on the Make It British website, which you can find at makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash directory. Thank you for listening. Bye bye.